0: Why, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. My goodness gracious, what a way to kick off the show. What a way to welcome individuals. You're like, you're like the welcoming committee. You're just a, a, somebody who greets people at the door and brings them into this podcast called Failing Up. Hi, that's Jungle Jim. I'm Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up, recording this podcast in the basement studio located in the shores. Not in the shores, but along the shores of the mighty Seneca River feeding that great lake of Ontario. Great Lake of Ontario, the grayest lake right now, not the grayest lake, but it's gray as November skies are here over, overshadowing the, the mighty uh, Seneca River and then the Great Lake of Ontario and the other Great Lakes. You take a ride right to go right up through the St. Lawrence Seaway, 1,000 islands, all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean. Just like my voice, you go all the way around the world. Make a left, and you find yourself in Buffalo, New York, home of the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills. Hello, Howard hotel, and those are uh, the Buffalo Bills. You make it north, and you're at right, Toronto, Canada. Go over the falls, and start cruising through all of the Great Lakes. You have Huron, well, you have Erie, and, uh, Cleveland. You have uh, Michigan, Huron Superior, Superior, where um, uh, the gales of November came early, causing the tragic. Loss of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Song uh, commemorating that tragic loss by Gordon Lightfoot. The gales of November came early, and once those gales hit the Great Lakes, let me tell you, they turn into these uh, treacherous. The waves and the you know the, the the lakes turn gray and they're no more. They're no longer blue. And they let you know who's boss, just like the ocean does as well. You know what I'm saying? Jungle, jungle, Jim. Would you wake up? My goodness gracious! You know, once you stop cranking that synthesizer, it's not nap time. How are you ever going to get anything in your tip jar? I mean, man, oh man, oh man. Who? Wake up, November. I love November. A lot of people uh, in this part of the country, the north, the central, the northeast of America, you know, it becomes becomes more gray. becomes a little more gray, and uh, leaves are gone. All that peak foliage is gone, and they're out of the yards. Thank God. It's kind of a reprieve between Halloween and the whole holiday Christmas and all those multiple holiday seasons. Um, I still say Christmas. Christmas season to me is Christmas. I know there's a lot of other great holidays and, and important holidays during the holiday season, but gosh darn it. I respect all my my my, friend, my 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 fellow people who celebrate all the many holidays around the Christmas season. But I still say they celebrate. There's Hanukkah and there's Kwanzaa and there's probably some more. But to me, it's, it, it's not even because of my, it's just, I don't know, we still call it Christmas music. I think there's Christmas music and there's Santa Claus and all that stuff. And it, I don't know, it just seems to me, I just the holiday season to me just seems like a cop-out. Happy holidays. Come on. You can say happy holidays, but it's still the, I, I still believe it's the Christmas season. And I'm going to live on the edge and say that. And I honor all the other holidays that occur during that season. And they're all uh, important holidays and they all have great significance to those individuals who celebrate those holidays. I'm certainly not taking anything away from anyone who who celebrates various holidays during the month of December and leading into to the early month of January and in some cases into the um, mid to later months of July, certainly not taken away from any cultures. But to me, there there just happens to be a Christmas season. There's a Halloween season, there's a Christmas season. I don't know, I just there's christmas music there's candy canes there's a big fat guy in a red suit the kids sit on his lap in the mall can you still do that or is that not safe anymore i don't know is that jim jungle jim do you still sit on are you still you know you and i we could do a great thing in the mall you play christmas carols on your synthesizer and and um i recite i don't know what i would do maybe i'd be a big elf big elf and a little elf we'd be two elves i don't want to be santa i don't want to be santa claus yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, and then soon the Macy's Day Parade will come on, and and the Macy's Day Parade culminates with Santa Claus showing up at Macy's. And once Santa Claus shows up at Macy's at noon, on Thanksgiving, that's the beginning of the Christmas season. Christmas, you know, it's so I don't know. But, but again, I respect all the other wonderful, wonderful cultures that celebrate all of their traditions and their holidays during that period. Um, Hanukkah and all those other. Great, you know, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. I don't know the I don't Jim, what do you know, Jungle? You know some I I don't I gotta do some research. I got it, 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 I got it. Oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I had a uh, the other day, Jungle Jim, I found myself running an errand. I had to go out to the local store or local market, here I call it a store, and I had to get some bottled water. I had to go buy I had to go buy some water. I had to go buy some water for my uh, for somebody who for one of my sons who needed water because he he was going to have some type of um, activity. We were out of bottled water in the house, so I had to go get bottled water. So before I went out to get bottled water, I took a drink of water out of the sink tap. I had because I was thirsty. Then went out to get bottled water because that's what that's what they bring to school. All the you know all the you know for safety reasons, but but people this bottled water. People drink bottled water, you know, and it's water. I went to the store to buy water. And I thought to myself, now my parents were, my, my mother was alive, my father wasn't when the water, I think the big buying buying bottled water craze, but certainly. And, and then my mother uh, was alive during during this, but I went to the store to buy water. and there's so many selections. There's so many freaking selections of water. And I stood there like a fool deciding what kind of water to get do i get water from the, the the creeks of canada do i get water from the mountains of poland do i get water from france do i get it's got to all just there's got to be somebody just laughing like crazy because they're just throwing water in a plastic natural it's all natural spring water natural spring water from whatever but it's water i went to the shame on me shame on me buying water I had, a, you know, we got a sink that works. I drink water out of the sink. But the ki- the kids today, let me tell you about the kids today. They won't. They have to have bottled water. They they drink it, you know. And there's some people, and then it becomes a status. Like you walk around with your bottle of water. I'm high. I'm hydrating. And now people buy these big, huge, um, measuring, like containers that they fill with water every day. You know, they got to drink so much every day to, to hydrate and it's good for you and all that kind of stuff and uh, and I, I drink water, you know, I, I drink water like you normal, so Both supposed to drink water, but now it's like a status symbol, it's a status symbol. As you walk through the, you know, if you ever walk through the hallways or a of company, especially a company that has, you know, the, the study space, not the study space, they're called study carols, but now they've, they've taken the study carol, the study carol that once existed in in uh, mainly colleges, they've taken that premise in a long time ago, a long, long, long time ago. I can still remember. They uh, take that premise, they took that premise and they applied it to the workplace. So the workplace now has people in, they call them workstations, but workstations are really just study carols. They're not workstations, they're 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 glorified study carols. So I'm gonna call them study carols at work. So you get paid to be at work in a study carol. Everybody wants an office though. I need a door, I need an office. Why do you need an office? Because I don't wanna be out in this carol, the study carol. But if you're in the study carol, you make sure that everybody sees that big, huge thing that you're drinking water out of because they know you're healthy and you're hydrating. Or you make sure you got your bottle of whatever it is, Bonjubin from the mountains of oh I don't know, Whiteface Mountain in the Adirondack's. Anywhere. um, you know, Mount St. Helens, a little spicy water. But everybody has, you know, so so you have the water, and I was at the store, and I'm thinking to myself, what a mess. What has happened? We're buying water we're um you know how easy it is to. I never thought I would say this jungle Jim I you know I never thought I would say this I never thought I would get to the point where I would say back in my back in my day let me tell you something back in my day we did this we walked to school you know 55 miles uphill and whatever blah blah blah. I never thought that I would look back, and I think that every generation must reminisce and look back on their generation and say, "Oh, we really, you know, we really suffered." But between bottled water, you know, getting first of all, let I me mean, let me let me go back to my time. Let me, Jim. Let me tell you something, Jungle Jim. Back in my day, there was no such thing as a car seat. Seat belts were really optional, and I mean they were extremely optional. I don't think, I don't recall ever getting into my parents' car and somebody saying buckle up. Now they used to have commercials on TV, buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Oh, you better buckle up. But I don't remember getting in the car and anybody saying, okay, fasten your seatbelts. That's what they said before the Indianapolis 500. No one said fasten your seatbelts. There were no such thing as car seats. You know what they had? They were car seats. They had these, um... These, they were seats but you put them in the car but they were toys you sat but you sat in this uh thing in a car and it had a little plastic steering wheel and a horn and you pretended you were driving the car but it was it was it, it wasn't a seat there was no seatbelt the car went you went you know nobody even mentioned a seatbelt. i i can't imagine a kid in my neighborhood i can't imagine a kid in my neighborhood wearing a bicycle helmet My God, if a kid in my neighborhood wore a bicycle helmet, that kid would have to be, that that kid would have been one tough kid because that kid would have been totally destroyed. Not only did the kids in my neighborhood, or myself included, not wear bicycle helmets. We were doing jumps on bicycles. We were taking bicycles and going over jumps, and some of the craziest of the crazy kids, they would get that bike flying, they'd go over a jump, no helmet. I remember I flipped over the handlebars one time. I think I got knocked out because I woke up on my parents' couch. But again, I don't, where did all this, did all this stuff, did something happen? I feel like I'm Rip Van Winkle. And, and so I didn't, I didn't have that, you know. You know, I grew up in an era when you, you went to the store. Listen to this one, Jungle Jim. You went to the store and you got, you, you, you got candy and you had all these choices of candy. And it was really cool to get candy cigarettes. What a, what a great marketing ploy. You wonder why everybody's cigarettes were so cool. There were cigarette commercials on television when I was really young and, and you could buy candy cigarettes. I don't know if they had warnings on the pack of candy cigarettes, but it was, if you had candy cigarettes, it was cool to walk around with a pack of cigarettes when you were a pack of candy cigarettes. It was cool to walk around with a pack of candy cigarettes when you were like seven years old, you know, and you put that in. they were they were like pure sugar and they had a little red tip on them. And, that, and that's what you did, you know, and, and it was cool. And the, that eventually would lead to kids just smoking regulars. Whoa, now I, now I can light one up. Marketing ploy. But they were huge candy cigarettes, candy, candy cigarettes. And there was no stinking bottled water. I can't imagine my grandmother, uh, Grandma, can I have uh, a quarter to go to the store and buy some water? We drank out of the fricking hose. And we drank out of not just your own hose at home, we drank out of anybody's hose. If you were outside during the summer months, if you were outside during the warm air time, and everybody was outside, nobody hung around in basements on computers. If you were outside, listen to this, Jungle jam if you were outside during the summer months, you know, or even up into the fall, and you were thirsty, no matter where you were, no matter whose house it was, if there was a hose on that house, you drank out of it, and you didn't even think about. geez, did they just fertilize the yard? Did they use that to, to wash off the dog's crotch? Did the guy just hose off his, you know, uh, his lawn mower and his thumbs up? You just drank out of that hose, baby. And I'll tell you, I've spent, I've probably spent over four hundred dollars on bottled water. And I'm gonna tell you this: I've spent over four, I'm gonna, uh, minimum Jungle gym, minimum. I've spent over four hundred freaking dollars on bottled water. And I don't even know what you do with all the plastic bottles, anyways. Nothing tastes better on a hot summer day when you're really exhausted. Nothing tastes better than water coming out of the garden hose. I don't know why that is, but nothing tastes better than water coming out of that garden hose. No matter what that hose was used to do prior to you using it as a thirst quencher. Nothing better than the garden hose. I don't know what it was. If you told one of my kids to drink out of a garden hose, I would be brought up. You you know, if you, If you told any parent to have their kids drink out of a a garden hose right now, you'd have child protective services at your house. You'd be in, you'd lose them. You'd be having a problem. So I'm reminiscing. I'm thinking those were the, those were the days, my friend. And now, now it's like, and I understand you want to be safe. And yes, it's good to have seat belts in the car because obviously they save you and, and airbags and all that kind of stuff. And I was in a, you know, a couple of accidents with all that stuff. And, uh, I don't get the bottle of water. I don't get, you know, uh, but the the cover. Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to share. Okay, everybody, everybody, huddle up, huddle up. Jim, I'm going to share something with you. Back in the day, when I was growing up, there was nothing worse when you were a little kid than having your temperature taken. Because when you were a little kid, I mean, a little kid having your temperature taken, there was none of this thermometer that went on your forehead, and there was none of this thermometer you know, you rubbed on your forehead or you, you stuck it in your ear. There was something called a rectal thermometer. And, you know, at a certain age, that's what was used on you, the rectal thermometer at home. When you were little, give them the thermometer, a rectal thermometer. Let me tell you something. We drank out of the garden hose, and there were rectal thermometers. And I'm going to tell you, there was nothing worse than the old rectal thermometer when you were little. I didn't want to get my temper. I didn't want to have a fever. Oh, my God. And I always wondered: Were there two thermometers in the home? Was there the rectal thermometer and the regular thermometer, or did that th- was there one thermometer with the mercury in it? Well, it was all—you know—it had mercury in it. So if it broke, you had a problem. Don't let the thermometer break; it's got mercury in it. There's mercury in the thermometer. The mo- if the thermometer breaks while it's up your ass, you have mercury in your ass. You're gonna have the a- the fastest ass in the neighborhood. You're gonna have mercury ass or the hottest ass. You want a hot ass? Break the rectal. You want hey, you want to have a hot ass. Break the rectal thermometer in your ass and you're gonna get one hot ass. It's amazing. It's amazing people say that we've gotten this far. It's amazing that we've gotten this far. I think of generations beforehand when we didn't have anesthesia. My God, you went to the dentist and they knocked you out. But I realized as years and, and you don't notice it. I don't notice, it. I don't notice that one time life revolved around a rotary phone. I don't remember what it was like to have lice. Lice. I, I never had lice. I don't even have hair, so I never had lice. You can come, gym, Jungle Jim, come back in the studio. I do not have lice. Sit out. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I know you're warming up and you ready to go, but I cannot remember. I mean, I don't know when. I'll, I can't remember what it was like not to have voicemail, not to be able to text somebody. You had to. You actually had to find a phone if you wanted to talk to somebody. You had to find a phone. And if you were not home, you better have some change on you because you'd had to find a payphone. And by the way, everybody's ear in that area, in central New York or in Manhattan or wherever you were, everybody's ear and mouth had been on that payphone. It's not like, and we didn't have, you didn't walk around with these wipes. You didn't go into a payphone and wipe it clean. You just picked it up. You picked up the freaking payphone and then you went. And I'm wondering if that's why the immune systems may have been stronger then. You know, I, I never I never took an antibiotic growing up. I knew it was an antibiotic. God, I would have thought that was like uh, something to do with my body. My antibiotic. If there was a bionic man, I would maybe have thought it was a bionic man, I know. But I just I just started reminiscing about these things. So don't mess with this generation, even though we're old farts, baby, because you know what, Jungle you? We drank out of the garden hose, mother. We drank out of that garden hose two aspirin. See in the morning. Crush it up with some syrup and take it. Ginger ale was the cure for all. I hear you, Jungle Jim. This is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Bye-bye.